Hey, I'd like to spend the time we have this morning to talk about parenting this morning. Um, I was thinking about name, titling it something like, you know, 1,000 points to the perfect kid by <laughs> next. Well, you hear, you know, 3.7 points. Um, 1,000 wouldn't be enough, would it? <clears throat> talking about parenting. And first, I want to talk to you kids. I have one point for you kids, okay? Now, kids, as we'll see, this could be pretty broad here age-wise. So don't just, you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, don't just, don't just think it's like for those little kids. Um, but a word to the kids. First, if you're sitting next to your parents, elbow them. You can elbow your parents during the message this morning. Are you guys listening? Are you hearing what he's saying about parents here? Uh, but I want to encourage you, kids, that when you hear me talking about parenting or anybody, or you're reading the Bible and you read about what God says to parents and what parents are to do, what they're um, supposed to be like, realize that God is indirectly talking to you as a child, as a son, as a daughter. It's like when I hear God's word speaking to elders. You know, I must realize that God is indirectly speaking to me, not just sit back and say, yeah, they, they should be doing this. They should be taking care of me this way. They should, be, or they should be more entertaining. They should do this or that or whatever it might be. I need to sit there and realize when God, like in 1 Peter 5, 2, he, he tells the elders, shepherd the flock of God among you. Well, as I read that, I need to realize that God indirectly is speaking to me as part of that flock as a sheep and a shepherd leads and sheep do what follow so I need to be thinking about it in terms of what kind of sheep am I being to these elders so so when you hear this morning me talking about parents and parenting and what God's word says about parenting think about what God is telling you as a child of your parents so when he tells parents to teach them diligently what do you think maybe he's telling you kids or young people to do to be what kind of child do you think he's telling you to be this is where you can go ahead and feel brave enough to respond or you don't want to right you don't want to commit yourself who said oh Okay, to work hard? Okay. Work hard at what? He's telling your parents to teach you. How about work hard at learning? What's that? Obeying. Okay, good. Now, when he tells parents to bring up their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, Ephesians 6, 4, and this goes along kind of what was just shared, he's telling you to obey to honor them right so i want to encourage you to be thinking about that so when your parents i mean however imperfectly but i mean if here and as i'm sharing and your parents are are believers i mean their desire is to bring you up in the lord so realize that as they're doing this they're seeking to take god's word and apply it in how they are raising you bringing you up as a child. 
And so realize that this is also about your relationship to God as you relate to your parents. So when your parents are teaching you things or talking to you about things, don't go, oh, here we go again. Realize that, listen, God tells my parents to teach me, to teach me diligently, to instruct me, to, to give me guidance, to, to talk to me about God, to talk to me about life, to talk to me about uh, boy-girl relationships, to talk to me about these things. Realize that it's, they're getting their direction from the Lord, and they're seeking to honor God in this. So I also just want to encourage you in this too to pray for your parents in regards to this. This is how you can pray and know it's according to God's will. It's God's will for your parents to bring you up in the instruction and admonition of the Lord in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So pray for them. Ask God to help them because you know that your parents need help, right? I need help. Your parents, we need help. And we realize that the more and more uh, we get into parenting is how much help we need and how much we don't know. But you can pray, and you should pray for your parents and ask God to give your parents the right things at the right time to teach you. Ask God to help them and give, give them wisdom in, in how to raise you. Okay, now we can move on to the, your parents. Go ahead and elbow your parents again. Make sure they're awake. <laughs> I'm up here. My kids can't elbow me. So here, just some thoughts on, on parenting. Some exhortations, encouragements for us. First is that parenting is a father's responsibility. And we could go ahead and I don't have just one text here. Um, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. How many of you kids know Ephesians 6, verses 1 and 2? Go ahead and raise your hands if you know it. Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. How many of you kids know that? Okay, a few of you know that, right? Okay, ask your, how many parents know Ephesians 6, chapter 6, 4? Actually, I should say 6, 1 through 3. But yeah, that's something parents are were diligent, right? All right, children, remember, obey your parents. Well, look at verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And, and as I, uh, the point here is that parenting is a father's responsibility. It's not only a father's responsibility, but it's a father's responsibility in that they are the head of their homes. That they are given the responsibility to lead their families in a God-glorifying direction. And it's no different in this specific area of parenting. In Proverbs, we see the involvement of the father in parenting, don't we? Over and over again, some 23 times it says, my son. You have the father parenting his child, saying, my son, my son, my son, my son. And in Proverbs 1.8, it 
he tells the son, the father tells the son, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. So like I said, it's not just the father's responsibility, but I think sometimes we can think primarily that it's on the wife or the mother in areas of parenting. Now, there will be um, often where the mom has more time with the child through the day, and dads, what we can do is we can pull ourselves away from that and engross ourselves in providing for the family and abdicate this responsibility of bringing up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and just leave that to, to our wives or to the mom. Well, we need to take ownership in this area of parenting our children. Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-three says uh, says this to know well. It exhorts us to know well the condition of your flocks and pay attention to your herds. So I'm referring to kids here as flocks and herds this morning. But apply that to the home. God tells us to know well that that which is given to your charge, know them. We we can know our our means of providing for our families well, right? We can know the condition of our, our work envi- environment, our employment. Do we know well the condition of our own household, of our home, of our children? What are the interests of your children? What are their strengths and weaknesses? What do they know about God and the gospel? What are their struggles? What are they doing? How are they behaving in between meetings at church? But all these things that we we need to be involved with, we need to be taking charge in knowing well the condition of our flocks. This man, John John Crotz, he wrote this little booklet called Mighty Men. He said this, God is the owner of your family, yet he has charged husbands to be good managers of their families. He will be calling on you about the welfare of your home. It says in Genesis, Genesis 3, remember, Adam and Eve, after they sinned, God came in the garden. And who did he come to, who sinned first? Who was it? Eve took of the fruit and then gave it to Adam, who was there with her, not assuming his, responsi- uh, his role as head there of his home. God came to Adam. As the one who is head of the home, the one responsible. So know well the condition of your flock. Parenting is a father's responsibility. We should take this up as a very serious matter and be very purposeful. We have to be very purposeful in this. Not to just get consumed in providing but be consumed with the responsibilities God's given us to bring up our family, not merely just to provide, but what is the condition of our family in the Lord? I've been encouraged over the years of a story about an astronaut named Rick Husband. He was an astronaut who flew to space twice and tragically died while returning from his second mission in 2000. And three, his wife said this about her husband. Rick had a very strong belief in the Lord 
and led our family amazingly. So this guy's an astronaut. His children were, I think, under the age of 10. He had two children, a daughter and a son, under the age of 10 at this time. And he's an astronaut. I've in, I mean, a very grueling <laughs> occupation, very time-consuming, the amount of study and work and all these things. I remember hearing part of his story just um, not feeling right about all the time it was taking to, for studying and preparing uh, for his responsibilities that he decided he wasn't going to study until maybe it was after the kids went to bed. So it wouldn't take him away from this, re, uh, this responsibility of, of parenting. Let me go ahead and finish this statement by his wife. Rick had a very strong belief in the Lord and led our family amazingly, strongly, and would pray with Lauren and Matthew, so much so that he even made, a de- made devotional tapes for them when he was in space. Each day they would watch a little five-minute video that he had prepared for them each morning, and he would read out of their devotional books the Bible verse, a little story, and say a prayer, and then just talk to them for a moment. And he did the, he had 17 devotions for his son and 17 devotions for his daughter. I mean, we do the things that are important to us, don't we? We do the things that are a priority, and this must be a priority for us. And he's an example of that. Well, the second point here about parenting is that parenting is about the parents walk with God. Turn to Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6, the passage of scripture here, here known as the, the Shema, which is the Hebrew word that means here, Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4, he says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And then look what he says in verse 6. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. And then verse 7. And you shall teach them diligently to your sons. What comes first here? It's their relationship, their walk with the Lord, right? You shall love the Lord your God with your entire being. Parenting isn't first about just our kids doing these things, getting them to do these things. Parenting here starts with the parents' hearts and their relationship with God, their walk with God, because the things that we are desiring and seeking to teach them are, are, are most significantly spiritual things. So he says, love the Lord your God with all your being. And he says, in these things, these words that I'm commanding you, my word is to be on your heart because these are the things you're to be teaching them. And, and he goes on in this finished verse 7 here. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a, as a sign on your hand and They shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So when are parents supposed to teach their children God's word? 
all the time. And for that to be the case, it has to be something that is in our hearts, isn't it? That, that has to be a reality. That we can teach them all the time to them. Proverbs 20, verse 7 says, A righteous man who walks in his integrity, how blessed are his sons after him. So just this idea here that parenting is about the parent's walk with God. The fruit of parenting, the fruit of parenting well in Ephesians, or in, in according to what God says in Ephesians and Colossians, comes out of walking with God. Remember Ephesians and Colossians, he spends the first few chapters two, three chapters dealing with these truths, dealing, dealing with these realities, these doctrines. And the fruit of that is to be how we parent in Ephesians and Colossians. And actually, just before the passages on the family relationships are commands to be filled with the Spirit in Ephesians 5.18. He says, be filled with the Spirit. And then Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. And then he goes on to talk about these relationships. Husband, wife, parent, child, relationships within the workplace. Then he goes on to talk about these things. So parenting takes the Lord working through us, by his spirit, it's, it's by him. And this reality should also encourage us. Because parenting is not dependent on him. Look, he's told us what we're to teach him, right? You, you, have you ever said or heard people say, you know, I, where's the owner's manual? There's not an owner's manual for raising kids. When God's given us his word. He tells us what we're to teach them. God will shepherd us as we shepherd our children. So when we think about it, parenting being about our relationship with God should encourage us because we have a father. And we have a father that will help us father, mother, will help us parent. And it doesn't take long to be a parent before you're on your knees asking God for help, does it? Now you kids are thinking, I'm never, I'm not that hard, right? But it's just such a burden, it's such a weight that you have, that you desire to bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the, the Lord. And the, things it, the thing is, and the thing is, children, it's not just you that a parent is dealing with. It's their own heart <laughs> that they're dealing with. It's their own sin that they're dealing with. It's their own shortcomings and needs that they're dealing with. But praise the Lord, it's not ultimately about us. We have a helper. We have the Spirit. And so sometimes, and you know, we could go to someone who has parented for a long time and may, ahead of us or kids are older, and we'll ask them a question. There's not a direct answer. <laughs> it's like, 
I was just wanting, like, give me two things I can do, right? But, but you realize, listen, seek the Lord. Each child is different. Each child is unique. The timing of things is different. Seek the Lord in these things. Go to his word and seek counsel in these things. And the Lord will guide. The Lord will give help. So parenting is a father's responsibility. Parenting is about our walk with the Lord. Thirdly, parenting is for a long time. Is that encouraging? Parenting is for a long time. It can be daunting and that can be encouraging too. Because we can think that, listen, man, I got to get everything right here before they reach the age of five or it's done. (laughs) You know, it's over. And I remember it seemed like when I was first a parent, that's kind of seemed like what I heard a lot. You know, these first three, four, or five years are, are the most important years of their life. They're the most formidable. The majority of, I don't know, whatever things they are established in their, in their mindset, that's how they're going to be. And um, you can think that it's all, I mean, if you don't have it here, then you don't have it ever. But parenting is for a long time. Yes, those early stages are important. Uh, when they're an infant, it's important, right? When they're a toddler, it's important. When they're uh, five, it's important. When they're elementary, when they're junior high, but when they're in high school, when they're out of high school, when they're in college, it's important. <laughs> each stage of parenting, each stage of, a, of development and of a child in that relationship is important. It's vital. Maybe I had the mindset you get everything right and perfect here before they reach five and you just hit hit cruise control and sit back and smooth selling. But parenting is for a long time. When does it begin? This is pretty obvious, right? Parenting begins. It begins begins when they're born. Proverbs 22.15 says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of discipline will remove it far from him. So, you, kids, you think about the rod of discipline. You think about spankings. You know, why? Well, listen, God's word tells parents this is part of child training. But listen, this word child is interesting. Let me read to you what this Hebrew dictionary said about this word child. The word is used to cover a wide range of age groups, from an unborn child, and these are all within scripture here, from an unborn child to one just born, to a three-month-old child, to a child not yet weaned, to a child recently weaned, to a 17-year-old, to a 30-year-old. So, but one category that's not used about a son or a daughter is after they're married. So it's interesting. So in Scripture, well, maybe here, let me jump ahead here to the the second point under this. Parenting is for a long time. So it begins early, begins at birth, that's obvious. It continues until they become older. At what age? That's not as clear. Now there is, you'll, you'll talk to parents, they have, their kids are married off and they're still parenting, right? You're still parenting, but it's changed. There's not the, um, 
the parenting in the sense of disciplining, uh, the same kind of, of disciplining, instruction, those kind of things of Ephesians 6, 4. But that this continues until they're older is clear. When we look at Proverbs, and um, Andrew was preaching, had a number of sermons in Proverbs, and even as he exhorted us last week, talking to our kids about certain issues, certain topics, that parents should talk to their kids that aren't necessary, that aren't appropriate when they're, when we hear the word child, when they're a child, when they're under the age of 10. You read through Proverbs, you know that. You know there's topics. There's topics about relationships, uh, about husband and wife and preparing for those relationships. You know there's exhortations about those things. Well, it's obvious that's not given to a young child. I mean, this is someone who can handle it. This is an older young person. So just think about in, in, in regards to parenting, that is for a long time in our culture. Do we have a biblical view of the relationship of a parent-child relationship, especially as the kids are getting older? Culture can tell us and will tell us that, listen, kids, you're, you're, becoming a te- you're a teenager now. Be your own person. You know, you, you don't have to. You're going to listen to your parents. You're going to listen to what they say. You're going to go ask them for counsel. Parents, even in re- your, your kids maybe will push away as they get older. Maybe the world is telling, listen, you just need to back off. But we need to be pressing in to our children as they get older. We need to be pressing into that relationship of speaking truth into their life, of walking with them, of giving them counsel. And and young people, is your thoughts in regards to, as you're getting older, to your relationship to your parents, is it formed by God's word or is it formed more by the culture? Is it formed more by God's word to where you're respecting your parents where you're honoring your parents, where you're seeking the counsel of your parents. You're wanting to walk with the Lord. One of the main um, ways and one of the main, um, yeah, just one of the main ways that God has worked in your life to give you guidance, to give protection, is through the parents that he's given you. Are you honoring them? Are you respecting them? Okay, well, lastly here, parenting is about relationship. Go and turn to Proverbs here. I mean, I think we see that in Deuteronomy. It's about relationship, right? It's as you're going through life with your children, as you're going through life, you walk by the way, you sit down, you rise up, you lie down. I mean, all, it's just this doing life. It's this relationship that we have with our children. Proverbs, uh, once again, just the reality uh, in Proverbs, how over and over again he says, my son, my son. There's this relationship there. The father coming alongside um, his son. Just look here, Proverbs 1, verse 10. Actually, verse 8. 
Hear, my son, your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, there are graceful wreaths to your head and ornaments about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Just go down, verse 15. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Chapter 2, verse 1, my son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. So just this, there's this relationship there that we need to be aiming at. Not just this outward form of, of, of obedience, but do we have their hearts? Do we have this relationship? And if there is just this tension, we just may need to back up and, and forget about some of those things. And, and what do we need to be doing to build this relationship? Proverbs 23, 6. So we're in there. Let's go ahead and turn to Proverbs 23, 6. And it's not Proverbs 23, 6. Thank you. 23, 26. Give me your heart, my son. All right. 23, 26. Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. So just the relationship there, the heart of the father, to, to reach the heart of, of, his, of his child, the heart of a mother, to reach the heart of their child, and to look to them and learn from them. Well, there's got to be a relationship there. Ephesians and Colossians warn against attitudes and actions that would harm the relationship. Ephesians 6, 4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Colossians 3.21, fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose hearts. So aim at their hearts, at the relationship. This takes time. This takes intentionality, doesn't it? It it takes work. As we know, relationships take work. But listen, if we're going to have their hearts, if we're going to have their ears to where we could speak truth into them, to where we could disciple them, we could walk with them in light of God's word, it's going to take this relationship with our kids. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can come to your word and see what it says in regards to parenting, Lord. God, that we, you've given us your word of, of what we're to share with them. It's not something that we have to go and somehow mysteriously find, God, but you have given it, your word, to us. Lord, I pray, help us. Help these relationships. Help us, each parent-child relationship here, God, to be one that honors you, that glorifies you, Lord. Teach us, show us, Lord, areas of need in our homes, I pray. And God, for grace, Lord, to change those things, to repent, to ask forgiveness where forgiveness needs to be sought, Lord, um, to change things that are, are not having um, the desired effect of, of glorifying you in our home. Lord, I pray for help, for guidance, Lord, and I thank you that you are the perfect parent. You are the perfect father, Lord, that parents your children. In Jesus' name, amen.